all set to go for our form preview here. Let's get to Brad Gray and say a very good morning. Hey, Brad. Yeah, good morning. Yes, I guess you can be forgiven for that. You probably had about an hour's sleep, didn't you, on the quick backup there from Canterbury? I got about three or so. four, mate. I rolled around for about three or four. and then <laughs> They're keeping you nice and busy, that's for sure, with oh, well. Milo over there in Saudi Arabia. What's he cool. doing, rubbing shoulders with a few shakes? But... I think we um I think we got away with it, didn't we? A soft six. If you said to that to us that on, on probably Wednesday or Thursday, we'd be racing on a soft six, maybe get to a soft five. We all would have taken that because that was the big gamble when we we're first doing the form. Were we going to be on a heavy track? Were we going to be on a good track? So I think a soft track's perfect for all, and uh, they shouldn't have too many excuses today. Okay, Hurls, how are you? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. How's your week been? Uh had a good week actually. I got caught up in a bit of Tay-Tay sort of, um, what do you Did call you? it? The whole, uh, yeah, well, I didn't go, but last night, uh, my better half put it on. And I've got to admit, I, you know, I knew a couple of big hits. It's been impossible to avoid all yeah. the hype. And sat and watched it. Oh, it's absolutely sensational. The, so you watched the you watch the Errors film, the movie on Netflix? Yeah, the movie, yeah. If you can't and, be there, go watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I'm more of a Pearl Jam man, mate, than a Taylor Swift sort of person, but I've got to admit, I watched it last night. It was good. Anyway, I digress. Good car to race in today. <laughs> he's, been, uh, he's been swept up in the Taylor Swift era's tour, hasn't he? I thought, Hurls, you might be one of those people out the front, you know, take the candles and sing along. You can just hear it over the top of the stadium. Oh, mate. What about the money they're bringing into the economy? Unbelievable. They had merchandise um, tents there at Homebush, I think, during the week, and the queues were sort of, you know, a kilometre deep. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm going tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Are you going? I'm going. Oh, sensational. Looking forward to it, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a, I'm a yeah. Swifty. I'm a fan. <laughs> Let's get straight into it then, guys, for our uh, Sydney form preview for Rose Hill Gardens. Ron Duffy on the line as well. Hurls, the first race is the midway. Uh, benchmark 74 for the three-year-olds and up over 1,500 this week. Yeah, we've got four scratchings here. Two by one for Satners. Kingston Charm, one cent to win at zero. The place, same with Irish Anthem and Booba, two cents to win. So not much in the way of deductions here. $11 for Electrica. Danish Prince at 23. 16 Queenmaker. 15 for Mountain Guest. It's out from 10. Pharaoh's Reigns, a $12 chance. 41 for Dr. Evil. Second and tail, 12. Big move here's been glad you think so. Went up $10 on Wednesday. It's now into $4.80. Uh, 17 Irish Kisses went up 23 19 Cuban Grand Chico. DiMaggio, 41 19 Prince Aurelius. Smart Legends, our favourite. 550 Wednesday, 460, 440 this morning. Star Impact, 14. Street Candy, 51. And 13 for Leandro. So the best move here has been for a glad you think so. Molly Burke for John Sargent. Yeah, good speed in this race, guys. Pharaoh's reign goes forward. Prince Aurelius, we've seen plenty of him. His asset is his speed, and he's nice and fit now. So he'll carve across from the gate with 53 kilos. I think Danish Prince gets a dig from the gate. Street Candy can be close enough. Smart Legend gets a lovely trail in behind, and you'd just like to see, uh, glad you think so, holds some kind of position from that inside gate today, Duff. Yeah, Luke, whether that's behind Leandra or outside of Leandra, I would think he'd get a good run if that's the case as far as they're going to, they're going to, I think they're going to spread out here. There is nice speed um, down that long back straight there with horses pushing forward from wide draws, which usually uh, generates it. So I think, although he's, he's well found now, this is a very competitive race really uh, for a, a midway. There's, there's bits and pieces of form here that you could like with a lot of horses as far as this grade's concerned. And a bit of, bit of a curveball with Electric uh, deciding to run here. I was treating her as a scratching here. 
Um, look, I'm tipping glad you think so. If things fall into place, he gets the splits at the right time. I think in what looks to be a tough 1500, that'll fall into his hands here, uh, considering you know he's already won up to 1850, and the way he surged through the line there at Warwick Farm on the soft six. So I think he's top pick. I think Leandra's the danger, and the value runner, just with the mapping issue there, and she just didn't, I don't think she finished off at a mile the other day, so this is her sweet spot here, barrier one, 1500, um, soft track, uh, make make a really good case for her. Uh, smart legend, yes, he's needed the, he won third up last prep, and he's, he's third up now, ready to produce the goods. And I'll try in Pharaoh's reign, loves it soft, and will push forward and, and give a bit of cheek. And uh, did run, did enough there first up for the new stable. But I could make cases for Electrica. Danish Prince interests me because I just think dropping in grade third up, he, he likes this um, uh, Rose Hill uh, 1500. I think if he has any luck, he's, he's right there as well. And look, I could go on and on with, with other chances here, but... 18, 7, uh, sorry, 8, 17, 14 and 5. Yeah, I've gone 8, 14, 4 and 7. I'm also with Glad You Think So. The only little gamble today is just whether he's just going to flatten off a touch second up, only going up 100 metres, 14 to 1500 metres. So Jod Sargent's eyeing off races like the Derby with him. Uh, we saw a tease of that last campaign where he went through the grades quickly, as we so often see with these John Sargent trained three-year-olds that get out over a journey. So knocked off his maiden, knocked off his class one, Next minute, there he is uh, in a race like the Gloaming, and he's only being beaten uh, what a length by Rafatak and Tom Kitten. So he's got some quality. Put himself back on the radar, there, radar first up, Warwick Farm, 1,400 metres, really powering to the line. So he'll need the brakes at the right time, but he does find a winnable race here second up. 14th Smart Legend, uh, no knock that the market has found him. He does look ready to win. Peaked on his run first up, given he was a... A period of time on the sidelines prior to that, on the back of one soft trial, that was behind the flying wind chat. Uh, he improved second up, but again, I just thought he was half a run short. So no excuses now, fitness-wise, and he maps to get a lovely trail just in behind the speed. Mountain guest, the stablemate. Now, the John Sargent trained stablemate, to glad you think so. don't think she should be overlooked here as far as a, a blowout chance. She's a, a pretty handy mare on her day. I like the intent in kicking off over 1,500 metres. A couple of quiet trials, and she too raced through the grades last campaign, eventually finding herself in group company. And decadent tail. All she has to do is hold her form from last start uh, to be a player again. 8, 14, 4 and 7. And Darren Flindell agrees in the first. His tips are 8, glad you think so. 14, smart legend. 1, electrica. And 17, Leandra. 8, 14, 1 and 17 from Darren in race number 1. Race 2 hurls. The Tab Highway uh, Class 3 for the 3-year-olds and up this week over 1,400 metres and a lot of horses sort of a last throw at the stumps to try and get into their respective country championship series finals. Yeah, absolutely. But we've got nine scratchings, but it's not knocked around too much the market because it's only small deductions. Overlord, Thoroughnear Boy, Losma Cowboy, Ochiata, Bell Tycoon, Danny Gow and Everito all come out, but zero deductions. Chairman's List, two cents to win and two by one for Miss Gent. We go up the top here to Belvedere Boys. It's our favourite, 390 to 380 $31 for Noisy Boy. Atmospheric Rock, looking to make it two on the bounce, 550 26 Ollie's Secret. Rabidash is a $6 chance, 15 Sharp Shock. 61 Stormy Witness, Airliner 71. Uh, Palazzo Prince, uh, 550 to $6 this morning. Miss Stalwart, 26 Hey Siri, 15 81 Master of Rewards. 
Gypsy Romance, 81 to 71. And Vino Lass is a $6.50 chance. Now, albeit early doors today, but investment-wise, uh, Vino Lass today has been the most popular uh, and overall, it's the second most popular runner in front of or behind Bel- Belvedere Boys. Yeah, there I was sitting there on Thursday, just hoping that VNLS would make the field. Needed another scratching, and here we are with nine scratching. So I don't know what's happened with this highway field. Typically, there isn't too many that come out, but uh, it certainly makes the case for atmospheric rock a touch easier, doesn't it? 23 becomes barrier 14. But speed-wise, we have lost a lot of it, so mm. Vino Lass won't be too far away. Noisy Boy, does that just open the door for him to carve across and be prominent? I'm thinking so. Ollie Secret might find himself in front. Even Belvedere Boys might be in a default position, but this speed map has changed a bit since this morning, Duff. Decimated, you know, so we're four, four, on, four or five on, pace runners gone. So makes the life a lot easier for Vino Lass. And I, I, I agree 100%. I think the Racing New South Wales map had Noisy Boy last. I don't think that would be the case now, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, he has gone probably overdone things when he's got a dig before, but I just can't see him dragging back to last here. So it's it's a little tricky with atmospheric rock. How far do you want to go back um, in a race like this where they might not go as hard as first thought? But I think if he can find a bot back to follow 3D, he's a lovely big striding horse who that would suit um, rather than be bailed away snagging back looking for runs on the inside from way back in the field so I thought the market got him wrong just because of a barrier uh, considering the dominance of his win second up and the confidence that he got out of it how he's come back soft is good for him I think he's hard to hold out with one ounce of luck I'm respecting Belvedere boys uh, he had excuses when favourite in that lead up race Rapid Ash, I'm trusting all that form out of that race. She, you heard Steve before, she had legitimate excuses and she can race much closer with a, um, a cleaner getaway today from that barrier as well. She's, she's probably the map horse um, in the race. And I've had something on one at 80 to 1 here, he's not anymore, but Miss Stalwart, she, she, you have a look at that race. Her run was outstanding. I know she was 100 to 1, uh, but she just had extra distance written all over her she's got good wet form uh, being my reliable man I think the, uh, she'll eat up the uh, the 1400 metres here today and she's got a, a legitimate knockout chance at massive odds I'm 4 to 6 and um, 15 Yeah I've gone 21, 2, 4 and 6 so I had a bit of a time in terms of sorting out that highway form from a couple of weeks ago so I've gone a different way and I've Gone Vino Lass. I like this mare. I think she's got something. I know Keith Dryden holds her in really high regard. 11 to 1400 metres. That's the query, isn't it? Uh, but I think that's half the reason why you're getting a price. So she did start favourite first up in a benchmark 72 at the midweeks. Did a good job there. Was second to Super Bright, who was up and running. And, and she's a pretty handy mare. So you go back to her three runs prior to that. Uh, and she was really impressive, particularly at the Sapphire Coast where she absolutely trounced them. So unknown territory, 1,400 metres, but if Keith Dryden's happy to run here uh, on her way through to a, a race like the Country Championships qualifier, uh, I want to be with her. So she's on top. Belvedere boys, no luck last time out. 
Uh, does he get more uh, more positive ride here? You'd think so. Nash goes on, done, Rowilla, Highway Company. Uh, it's a recipe for success. Atmospheric Rock, uh, he'll give them a, a head start again, but he was only second up last time, so you'd think there's further improvement. Third up, 1,400 metres. He'll be hoping there is some speed there for him to get his chance. And Rapidash, she could be the big improver. Uh, she was nine weeks between runs, no official trial coming through that same Atmospheric Rock race, and uh, she was just nipping away over the concluding stages, so she too is well-placed out to the 1,400 metres. But keen to see what Vino Lust can do here. 21, 2 and 4 and 6. Darren Flindell was looking over your shoulder doing the form, Brad. He's also with Vino Lass, number 21, to beat two Belvedere Boys, four Atmospheric Rock and 12 Palazzo Prince. 21, 2, 4 and 12 from Darren Flindell in race two, the Tab Highway. Race three then. Now this one is the Queen Bee Project Sprint for the three and four-year-olds, benchmark 78. And it's over 1,100 metres, Hills. Yeah, a couple of scratchings here. It's a little bit disappointing because it's such a good race anyway. But uh, Miss Icelandic, 8x9, 4x5, Zulfa Quark, Gold Revolver, 5x6 and 2x1 for Southern Chile. Bandy's Boy is a $7.50 chance. 4.80, she's an A-lister. Shadows of Love at eight fifty, five dollars extravagant star. Dipsy Doodle three forty in from three seventy already this morning. Thirty four smiling profit. Ballroom Bella is a five dollar chance, and we go to Epic Proportions fifteen. So not much change in the market uh, this morning thus far. However, I can tell you, since the market opened, has been Dipsy Doodle in front of Extravagant Star, uh, and there has been support for Shadows of Love as well. Kim Wars. Uh, galloper there, but it's a really good race actually. I thought Extravagant Star uh, trialled very well recently. Yeah, she does it well placed here, and she maps to get the run of the race, Hurl, so she should get a chance from the inside gate. Speed-wise, some pretty slick fillies and mares here, so Ballroom Bella has got some toe. Uh, Dipsy Doodle comes across. Shadows of Love, wasn't sure how to, to map her. Maybe they come out neutral and just see what happens from there on in, but she's shown versatility in the past. She's an A-lister, won't be too far away, and Epic Proportions uh, won't be too far away as well here, Duff. Yeah, very sharp race. Um... I like Dipsy Doodle. She did more than enough. 1,200 was just beyond her first up, considering how hard uh, that she went. Um, look, I think she's a more mature autumn three-year-old filly now, ready to go on with the job. I'm hoping Ballroom Bella crosses and hands up. Uh, that would be the ideal situation. And Ballroom Bella probably might find her back. And then that puts Extravagant Star 3 back the fence. So just guessing that. But... Yep, I'll go her way. Uh, not cut and dried, though. Extravagant star was, has been terrific in those two trials and just cuddles up here, ready to snipe late. Uh, she's an A-lister, has done nothing wrong at all. Versatile sort of a, a mare who's uh, doing a great job. And Bandy's Boy's a horse I like a lot, but just off a setback back to 1100 um, but I, I don't want to completely leave him out because he loves it soft and, and that's not disrespecting ballroom Bella. So it'll be a good betting race, 8, 6, 2 and 1. Yeah, I've gone 6, 8, 2 and 11, 6 extravagant star. So I just think she finds a nice race here, 1,100 metres, Rose Hill. She won over this track and trip before she uh, had a little spell. She's back on track now after showing so much. As a two-year-old, I didn't want the track to be too wet, so with no rain around, a soft, I think, is probably about perfect for her. So, yeah, she'll get a chance just to sort the speed here, and if the likes of Dipsy Doodle 
or Bora and Bella are just soft late. Uh, she'll be there ready to pounce. Dipsy Doodle, uh, brave there first up, wasn't she, given how far she went, over 1,200 metres. That was behind our Kobe Sun. If she bounces through that okay, I do like to set up second up, three weeks between runs, and back to 1,100 metres. She's an A-lister, hard to knock with the picket fence. A Bjorn Baker, Train Galloper, going through the grades. And Ballroom Bella, bit of support around for her this morning. Not surprised, she's a pretty handy filly, and she was scratching the light fingers with this in mind. So 6, 8, 2 and 11. Darren Flindell going with the 11 on top. Ballroom Bella to beat 8 Dipsy Doodle, 2 She's an A-lister and 6 Extravagant Star. 11 to beat 8, 2 and 6 from Darren in race 3. Race number 4, perhaps the, the race we're most looking forward to is the Tab Silver Slipper Stakes for the 2-year-olds at set weights and a good battle in terms of the betting here, Hurls. It's a big day for the 2-year-olds because we've got the Blue Diamond down in Melbourne as well. So we're going to see some jostling as far as uh, the market is concerned for the slipper. Now, as it stands, we've got espionage going around today. It's currently $13 for the slipper, and straight charge is $15. So if all of those two win today, which market suggests are going to go close, uh, you will see some trim-ups in the market. As it stands, espionage is a 260 chance, 225 straight charge. Embassy is $8, 151 for Yoshim Obu. Erino's Cube is a $7 chance, 26 Gaze Artists, and Celerity at $12. Two scratchings, Amazing Eagle, two by one, and Gatsby's one cent to win. But uh, the favourite is Straight Charge, Gay Waterhouse, as a two of the favourites here. Yeah, and he'll do exactly that. He'll go straight to the front, straight charge uh, from the gate. Catch me if you can. Listening to, to Paul Snowden throughout the week, Embassy found himself in front there on debut, but they're pretty keen to see him uh, ridden with a little bit of cover. Espionage lobs into a lovely position, and the same can be said for Gay's Artist here uh, first up after winning well on debut, Duff. Yeah, look, um, yeah, the market swing is amazing here. Like, um, 280, 240 straight charge was 280, Espionage 240 Wednesday, and that was holding its place until the last you know, 36 hours or so, and it's really swung in straight, uh, straight charges favour here, but um, look, I'm leaning to espionage. Um, every time you hear Adrian, he just keeps saying quality cult, quality cult, quality cult. So um, maybe I'm brainwashed, but you can't deny what he did in the Breeders' Plate. You can't deny uh, what he has done at the trials, looking the part. Nash is comfortable, he's got confidence in the horse, he might get straight on his stable mates back here and he might be too strong. But straight charge, he's been brilliant from day one at the early official two-year-old trials. He did have excuses in the breeder's plate, I must say. Um, of the others, well, Embassy, a lot better run than what it probably reads now, considering that uh, February 10 inside at Ramwick and he was one of the only horses to do much there and Erno's Cube just a good little tough filly uh, but interesting clash 1, 2, 3 and 7 Yeah I've gone very similar 1, 2, 3 and 9, 1 espionage I think he does get the drop on straight charge and should be there ready to pounce I love the way that he trialled most recently, that was at Rose Hill. I know the margin was only just shy of a length, but they actually ran really fast time, deceptively so, and he still looked to, to have gears up his sleeve. Gatsby's uh, was back in third, so he has to run well. Of course, the market says as much. Two straight charge. Catch me if you can from out in front. Tim Clark aboard. Uh, good winner since we've seen Espionage, so I guess he's got the benefit of two runs under his belt 
as opposed to one. He'll be nice and forward here. Three, Embassy. Uh, he needs to make a bit of a statement here if he wants to be a player. He was great on debut in the worst part of the track. He was towards the inside. You needed to be down the middle. That was behind Castagna, and he did a bit of work there in the, the early and middle stages as well, so it was a fantastic debut. He can only build off that, and Celerity. She's a filly with talent, but she's a filly with a few little quirks and a few little tricks, so you'd think she can only come on from that run over a 1,000 metres on debut. That's that same race as Embassy got a long way out of a ground, but she was the one really motoring home at the finish, so keep an eye on her with improvement to come. One, two, three, and nine. Darren Flindell sees it the same way. He's made espionage a special in race four, number one, to beat two straight charge, three embassy and nine celerity. One, two, three, nine in race four. Race number five, then we move along. This is the Parramatta Cup at listed level for the three-year-olds and up 1,900 metres, Hills. Yeah, it's a pretty deep race, too. We've got, uh, well, we've got six scratchings, but there is zero deductions. Loft comes out, Shiraz, Floating, Roma Avenue, Prince of Peso, one last night, and Boot Scooter, uh, zero deductions. So we've got Explosive Jack, a $41 chance. Calipore, 17 Bold Mac, 21 Dime Mill, 360 and has been popular all week, although it was probably going to start... Uh, probably four, $4 or so prior to a couple of those scratching. Stroke of Luck, 15, 34 more felons. And Tonte, 23, 26 man Zoys, $11 so united. Love Tap, 31. Joint favourite is Zenzella. It's in from 460 on Wednesday. 13, Lord Ardemore. Canberra Legend, 11. And second up for the spell, having had a recent trial between runs, Almania is a $14 chance. Yeah, speed-wise, you've got So United going forward on Taunt. Uh, maybe follows the stalemate across to settle handy. Bold Mac. Uh, the Racing New South Wales speed map forecasts there a potential change of tactics with Zenzella. The option to be further forward. Be a, we await for that to be posted uh, on the Stewards' Twitter account if that is the case. And you'd just like to see Diamil hold some kind of position from his low gate here, Duff. Uh, yeah, I think they've got to be aggressive with him. And I think, I think it's probably a no-brainer that Zenzella will be closer. Uh, considering the stayers resuming here that are back markers, you, you wouldn't be um, wanting to be extricating from a few speed humps here as, as far as being too pretty going back, but I think that's a logical thing here. But, yeah, look, I, I'm with... Uh, but they looked at two good chances on paper, the two favourites. I'm with Diamil here. I like to like about his first up run. I think the soft six this morning has um, put the icing on the cake. Um Aggressive in the first half dozen here. I think he's hard to hold out. I think the obvious danger is uh, Zenzella. She probably has a better turn of speed. Uh, she, I think she can dash. I thought she was terrific at the Gold Coast at 2100, 2200, where we may have just found her out, but she had a tough run there. And um, trials are great. Trials been great since. Uh, she'll have a lot of supporters here. Little knockout chance for sure is Elmania. Um, He's trialled very nicely uh, since that uh, just that run you had to have first up to brush the cobwebs away. And so United, he's up there, out of trouble, doing his thing and will give plenty of cheek. Um, 6, 13, 16 and 11. Yeah, I'm also Team Diamond here. Very keen on his chances. I thought he was one of the better bets across the meeting. Lovely setup, 6, 3, 11 and 13. So he tackled the mole there first up. That was behind Amor Victorious. I know he was beaten just shy of four lengths, but he couldn't have done much more given how fast that race was run. That should prove a strong form reference going forward. He was just chipping away at the margin at the finish. So 1,900 metres, second up, toe in the ground. James McDonald, soft gate. 
Uh, yeah, it's a, a nice scenario for him, and he deserves to be there at the pointy end of the market. Carlapur, uh, if you want to throw Almania in as a, as a roughy duff, I might do the same for, for Carlapur. Uh, I think he's an underrated horse. I like the intent. First up, 1,900 metres, couple of trials where he was given an easy time. He, he finds Nashawilla here first up, and uh, what he did last campaign was pretty handy, albeit once he got it at 2,400 metres, he was better again, but he was third there in the Metrop behind Just Fine when they broke the track record. So United, catch me if you can, if they just let him do his thing from out in front, he will give some cheek being a fit horse, and he does chase three on the bounce, and Zenzella. Uh, she's firm in the market here, I guess rightly so, she's a, a nice prospect, and he's still relatively lightly raced, I just thought she was pretty well found to this point. 6-3, 11 and 13. Darren Flindell with a 13, Zenzella on top to beat 6 Diamond 15 Canberra Legend and three Calipor, 13, 6, 15 and 3 from Darren in race number 5. Race 6, the Yarraman Park Handicap, 3 odds and up benchmark 100, 1400 hurls. Just the one scratching here, Mano, uh, Mano, Mano, uh, Barbie's Fox, a two cents to win, zero the plays. $81 for Stockman, you called it 26 $5 for Palmetto, Well Well resumes today, $13, $6 Kinlock, Thalassophile 17 Little Mix of 34 Blondeau, a $51 chance, Faulkner Park, 15 the big move in this race has been for Robusto, we went up as much as $11 on Wednesday, it's now $5. $9 Veronelli. Marquest is our favourite. 390 just out to 420 this morning. And Premise is a $51 chance. So Robusto uh, comes out of the Stadio Mastella race. It's been the big move. $11 into $5. Yeah, a lot of backmarkers here. So I'm thinking that James McDonald does roll the dice with Robusto and try to find a spot from the wide gate. So you know you're fading the first couple of hundred metres with him, but not a lot of pressure here on paper. Brunelli looks to own it from in front. Uh, Marquez slides across, albeit he's 1,600 metres back to 1,400 metres. But again, he's got no weight on his back. And then you've got the likes of Palmetto and Wellwall just lobbing into lovely trailing spots. Uh, yep, I'm very confident with Palmetto here. I think he can um, be aggressive early. He's trailing well. Um, underrated horse. He's just got better and better since he's been in Australia, I think. And... Um, yeah, I think all things point to him being over the odds here. So, Palmetto, gamble of the day for me to beat Marquess, who I think is a good horse, but not the ideal setup back in distance, but uh, not disrespecting his talent. Uh, Kinlock going well, and Wellwall is a big query here, a huge query after winning that jump out. And, and yeah, I just think he, he he's here to do something fresh, this horse. Three... I think it's the better bit of the day to beat 13, 6 and 5. Yeah, I'm with him as well here. 3, 10, 13 and 11. He does get a nice setup here. You go back to what he did first up last campaign. He was only beaten a couple of lengths by Pericles in the Group 2 tramway. Has trialled up quite nicely. Palmetto and the Cherry is just how well he maps. So no excuses for him first up. And all the noises coming through the John Sargent camp are that he's come back in really good order, if not a little bit stronger again. 10, Faulkner Park. Will he get the speed to suit here? Probably not, but you're getting $15 to find out. And he's a talented horse. He'll be better again as he gets out over further. Uh, but yeah, as I say, I think he's got a bit of quality. And few horses here will be thundering home faster than him over the concluding stages. Marques, not the most conventional setup. Um, not sure what they're eyeing off third, fourth up. Uh, and the market's going to be interesting with him that last five, ten minutes of betting. But a good return there behind Amor Victorious. We spoke about the depth of that race. Um, we were speaking about Dime Mill. So every chance that that form gets a little upgrade 
before Marques goes around, and Robusto. Uh, up in grade again here, but he does get some weight relief. He's fit, and he finds himself in career-best form. So 3, 10, 13, and 11. And Darren Flind- Flindell rounds it out with number three, Palmetto on top. Three to beat seven, Thalassophile. Two, you called it, and 11, Robusto. Three, seven, two, and 11, race six from Darren Flindell. Continuing with our form preview for Rose Hill Gardens, race number seven, first leg of the quaddy. It is the Kia Millie Fox Stakes for the Phillies and Mares at Group 2 level over 1,300 metres hurls. And Lady Laguna nice and short here. Yeah, it is. Uh, two scratchings here. Party for one. One sent the win, zero. The place gently rolled, zero. The place. Up the top, we've got Zugotcha, $5 out from four eighty this morning. $11, Madame Pomery. Sartonte is $26. for $16, $16, Renaissance Woman. Argentia, $21. $215 now for Lady Laguna. Went up two eighty on Wednesday. $14, Lecvate. Vienna Princess, nine fifty. Seventeen Diamond Deal. And how good are you at $13? Oh, Lady Laguna, two fifteen. Uh, much manner has been shown there. 2.15, so it's very short, fellas. It does seem skinny, uh, but the market's pretty confident that she'll be winning again. Or was she chasing four on the bounce? And she looks to put herself in a nice spot here. I'm expecting a positive ride. I think she gets a free card across from How Good Are You, who does look the leader. Thereafter, Diamond Dealer just camps in behind the speed and Zugotcha. Uh, she's normally got a bit of toe and first up 13, 1,300 metres. you think she'd be nice and prominent uh, from that low gate duff. Yeah, I think she gets a beautiful run here, Zoo Gotcha, but um, I would have liked a little bit more support. Um, I could mark them much closer together in the market here, but it's just getting a little bit worrying that uh, she's uh, she's soft. Um, but I'm tipping her. Um, I think the two trials are nice. She's a class mare. I don't think she really come up last preparation. So I think it's a lovely start off race for her. And if in order, I think she'll be hard to beat uh, because we know how good she has, is when she's right. In saying that, she's up and running and well and and uh, probably just has to be ridden out of the comfort zone. Although she went forward the other day, Lady Laguna, so that's no issue. I'm, I'm worried that she's not fast enough. How good are you at 1300 to make the speed here? She was ridden, 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 ridden the other day um, and was a little bit sloppy the first bit of the race. So maybe later they're going to just come straight across here. Or, and um, yeah, that's up to the jockeys to work out there. But I'm one to beat six. Four Renaissance Woman is a mare that I've always thought she'd get better with more maturity, just a, a big, lean sort of uh, lovely filly. And uh, I'm expecting a, a real eye-catching little knockout run first up. And I'll throw in Vienna Princess, who went amazing last prep and could well be underrated. Uh, I'd like to see a firm up come race, jump, uh, race time, but one, six, four and eight. Hey, with this favourite so well found, there is the temptation to look elsewhere, and I've landed on Madame Pomery here. Now, I do concede she's been a little bit hit and miss throughout her career, but I just want to lean into the fact that her past two first-up runs have been excellent. So two campaigns ago, that was in the light fingers as a three-year-old filly. She really hit the line behind In Secret and Sunshine in Paris. Then last time in, she ran a cracker. She went right up the fence and just failed to run down Pericles, beating a, a nose there in a photo finish over 1,400 metres at Rose Hill. So 1,300 metres here, uh, but she does find Nash a couple of trials. 
jar out of the ground. Uh, there are a few things there in her favour, and at double figure odds, uh, she does appeal. One zoo gotcha, she's class, isn't she? So perhaps she didn't go on with it like we thought she might last campaign, but she did have excuses in that she was trained like a sprinter. Uh, Chris Wallace just changed pass and, and thought, okay, well, we'll train her more like a miler. And, She'll be going towards races like the Doncaster instead. So love the way that she's trolled up. Uh, James McDonald, pretty bullish in terms of how well she's going. Uh, and she does, well, he does jump off Lady Laguna here. So I don't know if there's anything to be read into that. Vienna Princess, uh, Duff's 100% right, didn't she? go Incredible last campaign. She really jumped out of the ground and improving there. And I don't think we've seen the best of her yet. So she probably should have finished closer in the Golden Eagle and Lady Laguna. Only knock is the price. She's meeting some pretty talented mares here, but she's up and running. She'll make her own luck and she too will appreciate a little bit of jar out of the ground. 2-1, 8-6. Darren Flindell with number 6 on top. Lady Laguna to beat 2, Madame Pomery. 1, Zoo Gotcha and 11, How Good Are You? So race 7 for Darren. It is 6-2-1 and 11. Race number 8 is the Precise Air Hobartville Stakes for the 3-year-olds at Set Weights Group 2, 1,400 metres, Hurls. All right, fellas, who won this race last year? Oh, you got me stumped off oh, the top of my head. Let me think. Um, was it... Marlo did this to us last Aussie, week. Oz Pico? Correct. Correct. Too good, Duff. Too yeah, good. Very good. It's quite an honour roll, too. Animo won it uh, two years ago. Uh, look at the loss of the Autumn Sun winning it. Dissident Piero. It's a good horses race, and I'll shape a lot of the races coming up. Right throughout the autumn. Tom Kitten is our favourite at $3.30. Went up three sixty Wednesday. $8 into $6 end cap. Gambare, 26. It's out from 15. Raff Attack, 26 to 19. Six out to $9 for Ducassi. We did write a bet of 1500 at $9 earlier this morning. He-Man's a $16 chance. Celestial Legend, 8 to $9. 19 as Charwolf. Flying Trapeze is a $26 chance. 41 for Cafe Millennium. Ukabana. Now, we went up $15 on Wednesday, and it's into $7. Matty Dunn brings it down from Queensland, and we've got Lela Vemperez, $9.50 into $8. A very, very good betting race. Stack of chances. Uh, Tom Kitten could not have been impressed with, uh, with its first-up performance. It is the favourite at 330 yeah, he was doing his best work through the line, wasn't he? Predictably so. First up, 1,200 metres. Looking at the speed, it's the army of Gay Wardhouse and Adrian Bot runners who control it from the outset. Lay Vampire should hold the front from Barrier 1. Then you've got Raff Attack and Gumbare coming across. Trapeze Artist holds the position. And from there on in, they'll just sort themselves out, Duff. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to have a throw at the stumps with Celestial Legend here. Um, we were all... Wanting, thinking he was the, the guineas horse at the end of last preparation with a much-awaited return. Um, just found the inside there and total forgive. So second up, 1,400. Karen back on board, who knows him well. Um, yeah, I think $9 is overs and worth uh, a throw at the stumps. Ducas, you go back through his form. He had no luck in all the good races as a three year old, uh, early three-year-old, so... Um, I love the soft win first up. I'm not saying he beat anything, but just the the confidence-building win that it was. Um, I think he just cuddles up from the inside and he launches late here. Tom Kitten, I understand, is very likeable. I, I think he's under the odds today, or going to be under the odds. He's a very popular horse. It was just the run of a really good mile-plus horse the other day. So I just think just a little vulnerable today, considering... Um, his grand finals are a way off yet. 
and they're over further. So is it is he labelled urgent here, or if he wins, he wins? He will just all things are all rosy going forward. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing there. And what he means, a horse I've always loved. I think he's been well looked after. He's in good. Uh, he's in for a good prep, and he'll run on strongly. But M Cap needs luck from the outside draw. Sea Wolf or Heavy Kia Wolf. Um, I am very interested in here. Not so much as today, but the future. And I've never heard Matty Dunn get so excited about a horse uh, when we spoke to him last time with Fukabana, which is evident in the market here. It's an intriguing race. Seven, five, one, and six. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Duff, about Fukubana. Good move. A bit of market confidence there as well. $7 in a race like this. He won at Doombin last start. He looked like a genuine 1,400-metre horse there. He took a while to get going, but best part of his race was the last 100 metres. So keen to see what that market does with him from here on in. I'm with Tommy Kitten. Yeah, I do concede that 1,400 metres is as short as he wants it, but just the way that he was warming to his task there last time out. More speed on paper. I'm just praying, hoping that he can hold some kind of position. I know he's not a, a horse blessed with gate speed, but looking at the makeup of this field, I think there's quite a few in that category. So he can find himself just off midfield. He should get his chance from there to, to prove too strong late, and he is well placed here. I remember first up, he did have to give away weight. Here he is, set weight. So, yeah, he can he can go a couple better than what we saw from first up. Ducas, he probably wanted a little bit more rain around as a bit of a leveller. Uh, however, you go back through his form last campaign, he wasn't beaten far behind pretty much similar fields to what he meets here. Good winner there first up, comes here with his tail in the air, a bit of a confidence-boosting win where he gave them all of a, a start and a beating. Celestial Legend, I can see the angle there as far as $9 goes. He'll want the track to be playing nice and fair running down the middle, but I can't see why it won't, uh, and he should get last crack. 1,400 metres looks to suit first time we see him beyond 1,200 metres, and he was in the worst part of the track there first up. And Cafe Millennium, the big boy, if you're having a trifecta first four, throw him in the mix. I like the, the fact that he was made to win a recent trial, and he's going around here at $41, so how quickly we forget. One, five, seven, and ten. And Darren Flindell's also with number 10, Celestial Legend, to beat five, Ducas, two, NCAP, and number one, Tom Kitten. So race eight for Darren. He's got seven, five, two, and one. That takes us to race number nine, the Shondon Handicap. Uh, Three-year-olds and up benchmark 94 over the 1,100. Good competitive race here, Hurls. Frill, just favourite. Yeah, some handy horses engaged as well. Seven by eight, Rudinell is the only scratching. That's the deduction. Now, seven fifty into six dollars since Wednesday. Dairy Grove, Omni Man, seventeen. Four dollars, Red Card, a quick tempo. 13, 19, Key Largo, Renosu, 11, 750 in from $10, Libertad, Maybell is a $26 chance. The old boy's back, Shelby, 66, 51, 390 for Frilled. Uh, it's your favourite, 26, Rainbell, Arbalagio, Miss, 23. Well, most popular runner actually has been Derry Grove, and geez, an improved horse. And that form out of the Gold Coast, um, gee, it's stuck up, it's stacked up. A lot of those horses, not necessarily have won up there, but uh, being competitive, have come back down and, uh, and performed well and been winning races. Yeah, you just got that advantage of residual fitness, don't you? All you have to do is just keep them ticking over, and they've got the advantage of those horses uh, that are first up ahead of the carnival. So 
Yeah, there's been good support for Derry Grove. Looking at the map, he should get his chance. I think all runners get their chance. Frilled and red card, uh, two very fast gallopers. They'll eye each other off in the first couple hundred metres and see what wants to be done. Uh, you've got to be a pretty slick horse to head Frilled, though. We haven't seen it yet. Renosu comes across Omni Man. Wouldn't be too far away. and You'd be looking at the likes of Quick Tempo to hold a position from the inside gate. Yeah, it is a competitive race and a tricky race. Um... I thought he was far from disgraced, Derry Grove, going down narrowly last start in the lead-up, which is a little tricky, the lead-up, with the bunch finish there, but I just think back to his pet distance, speed on up front, and if you can come down the middle, he's going to be um, charging at them late here. I think the danger is, well, the big query is Libertad for me. Um, he had a big boom on him after winning those three uh, first three starts, and... His trials, uh, he's had a couple of trials to prepare for this. I don't know what the tactics will be, back or forward, but if they, the market and yard are very important to his chances here. Look, I don't know what to think of red card. Um, I thought it would be scratched. The, the, you know, you look at her two, well, two wet track runs, last at Kemble. I know it could, it's past life. And the other run she had on the Kensington track, she was beaten 20 lengths on a soft seven. They're the only two wet runs she's had. She ran second at Hawkesbury on a soft five. So she, I think she wants a, a firming track, and you've got to trust that Godolphin are happy to run her here. So just that little doubt in my mind with her on softer going, but I, I put her in anyway. And I'll throw in 11 Frilled, who's going to give a great sight up front. First try at 1,100 is always a query, but... The track and distance says you can get away with it here with the, the leaders at uh, Rose Hill. 28411, not easy at all. No, it does look a race with, of opportunity, I guess you could say. I've gone the way of Key Largo here. I thought he was the best roughie uh, across the meeting. So you're going to have to close your eyes and just pray at certain stages because he's a type of horse that needs luck. We know his pattern. He doesn't get a dig, he just drifts back in the field. But with speed on paper here, low draw, if he gets the seas to part at the right time, uh, I'd be surprised if he's not putting himself somewhere in the picture late. So 6-4-11-2, 6-key Largo was a bit of an eye-catcher there. First up, 1,000 metres through that obvious form reference for this. That was behind the, the Frilled and, and Derry Grove race. I know it reads ninth on paper, but... Uh, it wasn't run to suit, which sounds funny because, yeah, you see that the speed on paper on that occasion, you thought they'd go hard, but they didn't, and he was just warming to his task late and ran out of room. So the last time he raced over the Rose Hill 1100 metres, he was luckless in a galaxy. Hasn't won for a long time, 68 weeks in fact, but in his defence, he's pretty much raced exclusively in listed and group companies since then. So if things fall into place, he's got a good knockout hope here. Red card, uh, she should run well. She was a good first up winner last time in. She just brings that different form line, hence the appeal. Nice trial, as you'd expect, given she is a pretty slick mare. Frilled, uh, 1,100 metres, new territory for her, but the way she settled there first up is encouraging, and I think they really held it together on that occasion just to harness that speed. And it seemed to work. I like the way that she rallied again to come again through the line and to Derry Grove. He'll need a few things to fall into place from the gate himself. Uh, but, yeah, he's going through the greys, isn't he? And still probably improving, I think it's fair to say. 6-4, Darren Flindell's with the 11 on top. Frilled to beat 7, Renosu, 6, Key Largo and 2, Derry Grove. 11 from 7, 6 and 2 in race number 9. That takes us to the last race, race number 10. The Kiora Stud Handicap, 3-year-olds and up benchmark 78, 1,300 metres, Hills. Yeah, just before we go on, Duff, can I ask a question, mate, please, if you don't mind? Uh, yes, you can, Hills. Thank you, mate. Uh, <laughs> red, just getting back to red card. 
what happened with it last campaign? I mean, it came out of, you know, that scone and Eagle Farm wind, then it came out in one like Burnborough at Rose Hill, then went down to Melbourne and just just lost its way completely. Yeah, look, I think she pulled up lame at the end of their last preparation, uh, so that, that was in that stakes race, and um, maybe, yeah, I don't know, maybe she's a better Sydney horse, I don't know, but we'll find out today. Well, she's a more mature mare now. Yeah, she's pretty sharp, we know that. So I, I don't know what happened to her at the end of last prep other than she pulled up lame at the last start. Mm. Well, there we go. All right, race number 10 on the card, and we've got a few scratchings here. Let's go through the deductions. African Daisy, 5 by 6 0 Sweet Mercy and Suasive. Also Queen of Dragons, 0 2 by one Movedere, and How Good Are You, 9 by 9 French Bonnet, number one, is a $15 chance. 31, Podium Queen. High Blue Sea, 550. 19, True Crime. Starman, $10. $10 also, Dakota Broom. It's in from 16 on Wednesday. Rubitar also gets a trim up. 26 to 17. Uh, 26 to 18 for Romeo's Choice. 151 for Royal Charge. Kintyre, it's been popular. $11 Wednesday, now into 650. Marzabit, 201. Been very good support right throughout the week also for Acapella Sun. 16 was posted early, $9 this morning, now into 8, and 3.30 gently rolled is our favourite. Very, very competitive betting race. Uh, Acapella Sun has been the best tried all week. Yeah, true crime, I'd suggest rolls across from the gate with Josh Parr on uh, and takes the lead ahead of the stalemate French Bonnet, who takes the trail just in behind Romeo's Choice. He won't be too far away. They'll roll the dice from the gate, I imagine, and just look for a little bit of cover. Royal Charge thereabouts, and then you're looking at your two favourites. They shouldn't have any excuses in the run. Gently rolled and high blue sea. Yes, uh, what have we got here? I don't know. Um, it's a tough one. I... Went looking for value, which is no no longer there. Uh, thinking Acapella Sun has, you know, she's a good genuine mare without winning, and I thought it was time to try her at thirteen hundred now from a an acceptable draw. But you know, probably eight dollars is uh, rock bottom now. But uh, I, I ended up landing on her uh, to beat the favourite gently rolled. No knock. Uh, looks an improver. Hasn't done anything wrong. Uh, True crime interests me a lot. Uh, let's see what he looks like in the yard and getting any rap for him at all. He just wasn't right last prep and went straight to the paddock and two very good trial, good-looking trial wins. And his best form shapes right up here. And the other one, that move is significant for Kintai here. He could just... He's a three-year-old who's tough... And he just could rush straight over the top of him here, and the marketplace loves him. No knock on high blue sea and a few others there as well, but 15, 19, 4, and 12. Yeah, I've gone 19, 3, 6, and 4. I think the market's got it pretty well cornered, at least as far as I'm seeing that the main chances in the race. 19, gently rolled. She looks short enough, $3.30 coming out of a mare's race, but I think she does look to be a galloper going places. She's returned better this time back, simple as that. So still lightly raced. Eye-catching run there first up. That was in midway company, uh, and then put her rivals away quite nicely there second up. I'd probably prefer this to be 1,400 metres as opposed to staying to 1,300 metres, but that's just being picky, and she should get the, the run of the race. So no excuses. High Blue C on the topic of excuses, he had plenty the last time we saw him at the races. Never really saw daylight. Uh, that was... One sent around as a pretty firm favourite in the market on the back of a big win first up where he caught us all off guard. 55 weeks between runs, sailed right down the outside and you thought, 
Well, this horse is back in good order. So since last start, uh, he's been freshened up. Little tick over trial. Six, Dakota Vroom. If you're making a case for gently rolled, and most are, Dakota Vroom has to be in the conversation. Wasn't a lot between them there last start. And uh, she's a mare that finds herself in really good form at the moment. And I agree with True Crime. Uh, I don't know what happened to him last campaign. Just the one run obviously wasn't right. Tipped out thereafter. A couple of really nice trials. And although the barrier looks a little bit tricky on paper, I actually think it's a positive for him. Just to allow him to roll across in his right time. Uh, Josh Pye, book, that looks a, a good engagement. And if they leave him alone out in front, uh, he'll give some cheek. So 19, 3, 6 and 4 to bring us home. Yeah, Darren's also got it in the mix, uh, True Crime. He's with the 19, gently rolled on top in race 10. 19, gently rolled, 3, high blue C, 6, Dakota Vroom and 4, True Crime. 19, 3, 6 and four. Okay, that brings us to our best bets, our best value. Duff, we'll start with you. What's your uh, your best in value? Uh, the best is, uh, well, I think locked the $5 in. Race six, number three, Palmetto. The value, yeah, I, look, I'll, I'll stay on the fence with that one today. With not a lot of, there's a few little horses I've got in the placings there that I could easily spec away at. Maybe, um, yeah, but maybe a horse like Almania, a little savoury on him, and horses like Leander, they're, they're over the odds, even though they're not the top selections in their respective races. But the best is Palmetto in race six. OK, we'll be watching Sky Thoroughbred Centre a little bit later on this afternoon, and hopefully we'll find a, a few more there at some value. Good on you, Duff. Thanks so much for your help for throughout the morning. Thanks, Anthony. OK, Brad Gray, uh, your best in value? Yeah, best for me, race five, number six, is Diamil. I think this race looks tailor-made for him. Second up, uh, gets the jar out of the, the track, 1,900 metres off a, a nice run there. First up, you'd think he can only build off that. And the best, Ruffy, uh, race nine, number six, Key Largo. So he's going to need a little bit of luck at the right time. That's his general pattern, but we're getting about $20 to find out. So race five, number six, Diamil, best bet. And the best value, race nine, number six, Key Largo. Just touching, guys, on the Blue Diamond, Lady of Camelot. She has to be hard to beat. I know I'm a bit of a, a stickler for the Sydney form, uh, but she was so impressive there first up. Albeit, as I look at the market, all the support seems to be for Coleman today. Yeah, Coleman's very short yeah. there. Yeah, it's been a really good go. Of course, we had that scratching essay of Bodyguard. Uh, it was around, it's been hovering around four dollars three ninety all week, Coleman. Uh, this morning, it's into three dollars thirty. And gee, I heard Ben Mellon been interviewed during the week. He was very, very bullish. Just on the slipper too. So if you do like something today, you think it's going to take out the two-year-old races, you might want to have a look at the futures markets. As I said. Uh, with Coleman backing it very heavily to win that Blue Diamond today. It's currently a $17 chance for the slipper, and you're even getting $5 a place. Storm Boy won't be surpassed as favourite today, I, I wouldn't imagine. In fact, I don't think that will happen at all. But Espionage uh, and also Straight Charge go around there, $13 and $15 respectively. So I love this time of year where we see various races impact other markets, so yeah, you can head to tab for all those futures markets there, Mena. Okay, thank you, Hurls. Uh, we'll let you go then, Brad. Uh, have a good day. Thanks for your contribution. Best of luck out there. Thanks, guys. Okay, there's uh, Brad Gray. So his best, just repeating, race five, number six, Diamil, race five, number six, about 360 tab fixed odds, I think, from memory, Hurls rattled it off at. And uh, Key Largo in race nine, horse number six, Key Largo. It's about a 20 to one chance. Hurls. Any jockeys challenge markets you can rattle off for us? We've got a few minutes before nine. Yeah, mate, no worries. Uh, J Max at two eighty, National Willa at three ninety, four dollars. Jason Collard, seven dollars. Tyler Schiller, 
$10, Karen McAvoy. Zach Lloyd, 15 21 Tommy Berry. Any other jockey option at $26? You much of a uh, jockey's challenge, man, ever? You, you know what, Hurls? Uh, when you said 460... You've never had one. No, I have. But when you said oh. 460 there, Nash, Nash Willa, mm. um, that's a little bit of a teaser for our behind the gates three early nine, crow yeah. section. Okay. Um, a little bit later on this morning on Racing HQ because I've got Nash having a big day. Yeah, okay. I've got I Nash actually, having um, a big day. Yeah, I had my early crow last week for a jockey's chance. I said, take the um, J-Mac Damien Lane double and uh, got it right, mate. Just got it right. right. Well done. About three bucks. Uh, races one to six today at Rose Hill, Caulfield and Doombin. Place that win bet using your tab account. And if your horse runs second or third, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. Applies to your first win bet using your tab account. Plenty of offers also uh, under sports and today's offers. Uh, as far as Rose Hill is concerned, James Cummings to train two or more winners, 320. Three or more winners, 15. Number of winners there for J-Mac, two or more. Two thirty, three or more, seven dollars, four or more, thirty-four dollars. Head to tab for all those details. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight.